What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Small Business Podcast of Cape Cod. It has been a hot second here. Hope everyone's being health and safe in this COVID time. Fortunately, I've been able to reach out to a bunch of local businesses and some of them that are still considered essential personnel, uh, like the one you'll hear next, Danielle from Snow and Jones, was fortunate enough to be able to and willing to get on this podcast, share her information about her business and what she has going on during this time to kind of let everyone know we're kind of in this together, right? So I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do get some value out of it, please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, help us grow this movement, make this podcast to be the best that it can be. As always, I really appreciate your support and uh, some great information here from Danielle about a business that has been around for three generations now between her grandfather, her parents, herself. It's it's just an unbelievable story and I really hope you guys enjoy it. All right, thanks so much. All right, everyone, what's going on? Zach from the Small Business Podcast at Cape Cod here with Danielle from Snow and Jones. Hello. How are we doing today? Good. Good. How are you? Not too bad. So we are doing this mobile podcast today in the midst of this COVID crisis going on. So I appreciate you joining me. Um, yeah, absolutely. So how is you, your, your business doing with it? What are, you, what are you doing? You know, are your employees still fully staffed? How is that working? We, yeah, we are um, fully staffed. We have not had to lay anyone off All as right. a plumbing supplier. We are um, an essential business. Plumbers um, we're considered plumbers and HVAC installers are essential personnel and their suppliers, hardware stores were considered essential personnel as well. Nice. Um, so we are still open. You cannot physically come into our stores right now. Uh, you have to call in your order, email, text. Um, we set up zoom accounts, FaceTime so that plenty of ways to get in touch with us. So both, um, we work a lot with the wholesale side of our business being plumbers, builders, architects, designers, and then we also work direct with the homeowners. Um, so for them, I think not being able to see all the products and be able to walk through the shelves has been a little difficult, but we're trying to give every option so that we can show them what they're looking for, you know, place their order, and then we put it out on the dock for them to come pick it up. That's great. So you really, you transfer it into more of a customer-centric type company. Not that you, not that you weren't beforehand, but really more so now because you kind of have to be really focused on making sure. Oh yeah. And and really proactive and just, I think learning how our customers communicate and what they're comfortable with. I mean, some of our, when they started the shutdown, even though they said plumbers were exempt, a lot of companies were nervous and, you know, interpreted that law to mean emergency worked only. They didn't want to be in people's homes. So um, in the beginning, some of our customers shut down as well. Yeah. Um, So I think everybody was trying to kind of navigate, you know, what is this going to look like? Am I comfortable going in someone's home? Like, and then on the homeowner, I'm like, do I want these people in my home? Um, The thing too, it's very personal, right? This is a very, if you have a lot of elderly people in your family, maybe you don't want to go outside and and venture and risk it. But if you're a single guy that's running his own business, doing his own thing, Maybe you're okay. Right. And I mean, there's a ton of new construction, especially on the Cape with second homes. So like half the homes, nobody's there. Right. That's an interesting. So those homes they can work in. Um, a lot of homes, even my water heater went in the middle of all this, and that wasn't a problem. We had it delivered, and the guys took it into the bulkhead, and I never saw them. There you go. Perfect. I think there's so much information that you can't even disseminate what's real and what's not anymore. I think also like this different on the Cape compared to like where the news is coming of like a metro area where you get New York, Boston, where everyone's so concentrated and on top of each other. Um, the thing, of course, things are going to spread quicker there. That's just the natural design of a city like that. Um, so trying to compare that that's going to be the exact same here isn't really fair. It's not the same. 
you know, we're able to spread out and take precautions and do what we need to do. I mean, does everything need to be shut down to this level? I don't know. I don't know if I'm personally the one who wants to test out that it shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see kind of who, who makes that first jump, right? Is it going to be, you know, a huge company or is it going to be like a small, a couple of small little guys that just say F it and we're going to go with it? Well, and I think people are getting there. I mean, I think you can see once the weather gets nice, they're go- people are going to want to have barbecues. They're going to want to have cookouts. They're going to want to go to the beach, and they're not going to let people stop them at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's exactly in regards to stopping them because really there isn't anything to actually stop us, right? We can't, you, can't be st- you can't stop the general public from doing everything, and we've been down for so long. No, I mean, they can shut down the public beaches and those things. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that May 4th deadline they start opening, okay – the hair salons can open again and you can have appointments of, you know, no more than 10 people in here at a time and you have to clean up in between and they want everyone in a mask, but I hope so. I mean, my, I think, my hair is getting way too long. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. I said, my, my son is eight and he looks like he's on the verge of rushing a fraternity in the South. Oh, like it's God. just, yep. it's, it's, it's like an actual mob at this point. Did you, so. did you happen to see that petition that was going through to close down the bridges during this whole thing? Um, yeah, I mean, that was very unrealistic that was, and a little, that was, yeah, that was a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. It seemed a little out there, but I just was curious how many people saw it and how just social media works. It's funny. Oh no, I think it spreads quick. And I mean, I get the theory of like, when they tell you to stay home, that doesn't mean come to your second home, but second homeowners are taxpayers who own those homes. Like they'd have every right to be there. Oh, for sure. But I think if you're grocery shopping and all of a sudden you're surrounded by all New York plates and they're telling you New York is the epicenter of this, and you know, I can understand where that panic comes from. But right. I mean, shutting down the bridge isn't actually a real thing. No. Could you imagine? That, I mean, traffic traffic's not terrible, but could you have imagined this goes on for another month or two and they close down a bridge? Oof. No, forget it. Well, even <laughs> like, yeah, we'll close it down and never mind. No more groceries for you either. No yeah, problem. Exactly. Yeah. Just you guys stay on your island and, and right. we'll, fly, we'll fly everything over to you. Right. See how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah. It'll last about a day before we all start to riot. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, never mind. All set. <laughs> awesome. All right. So let's circle back around. Let the listeners know a little bit about you, yourself, what exactly is Snow and Jones. Just some background so that they have some information in case. I know I personally, I grew up in Sandwich, so I used to drive by the industrial park all the time um, and see your guys' sign there. But we'll um, go from there. So floor is yours. Have at it. Who are you? Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm Danielle Jones. I'm um, part of the Jones family who owns Snow and Jones. We're a plumbing and heating supply wholesaler. Uh, we've been in business since 1952, started by my grandfather and his brother. Wow. Um, Yep. So they started in Brockton, uh, opened a store in Rockland and uh, continued growing from there. In 1983, we expanded to the Cape and opened a store in South Yarmouth, right on White's Path. It's actually a very large blue building. You can see uh, coming down Route 6 right after you pass Exit 8. Um, And that's our our largest store on the Cape. And then we also um, expanded on the Cape to Sandwich and Falmouth. Um, Okay. We currently have eight total stores. Do you guys still have that original Rockland store or has that moved since? We moved to Norwell from there. Okay. So the, so the so, main, would you have main hubs in Norwell? Where would you guys say your main hub is? Our Brockton location, which is our original building, is where we do our central distribution out of. Um, so gotcha. a lot of product is coming out of there. However, our corporate headquarters is the Norwell office. Okay. Nice. So pretty, yeah. good, pretty good footprint there up Route 3. Yeah, up Route 3. We're for, uh, as far north as Stoughton. And then we come down 495 to Brockton, Middleborough. Um, we're in Plymouth off exit five. So we're kind of touching all those South Shore and Cape points. 
Right. Um, some of our stores are larger than others. A couple of them are small pickup stores. So if you're in the area, kind of grab what you need and keep going. And then um, some larger branches that do, you know, heavier volumes of distribution. Uh, we have two luxury kitchen and bath showrooms uh, where we work with homeowners, designers, and architects. Those are in Yarmouth and Norwell. So those become bigger branches just because we're doing, we have the large showrooms there where people can come see product, no, not this week, but in general, and you kind of work on their bathroom and kitchen projects from there as well. Nice. So it seems like you guys have two pieces to your business. You kind of have like a, a retail homeowner side of it as well as a, as a larger corporate business model. Is that kind of your? Yeah, I mean, in general, even though, so we have eight stores and 70 employees total, but I would say we are a small business. Yeah, um, of course. Of course. Of yeah, branch, definitely. yeah, a lot of our branches are one, two man stores. We as a wholesaler do about 98% residential work. So we do almost very, if we do commercial, it's like, we do a restaurant where the guy, the plumber is friends with the guy who owns the restaurant. Perfect. Got um, it. So now were your grandfather and his brother, right? You said? Correct. So were they plumbers originally and then they just decided to start up a store because they needed a place or what was their, how did they get started? How did you guys get started? Yeah, that's absolutely it. Yep. They had worked in the trades and worked in heating and plumbing and uh, decided to get into the distribution business. Wow. And then they eventually split that up. Um, my grandfather had four sons. Yeah, right in the business and then uh, one of them went off into plumbing so yeah the business is currently owned by three of his sons and then his brother went off and they branched off into plumber supply company okay. um, so plumber supply are cousins of ours and those joneses own that business oh nice so so it's a family affair of plumbing basically here in massachusetts all over the place all that's over awesome the place. yeah no that's perfect um, and then say we're current we're currently running on the day-to-day by the third generation of our family. I was going to say, so third generation through it. So your father was part of the business or Correct. your mother maybe? Yeah, yeah, my father. Yeah, my father and uh, two of his brothers. So, um, and, and they're still around. Uh, some of them are working. Some of them are partially retired. And then on the day-to-day, there are four of the third generation running the day-to-day and six of us total working here. So now are you a plumber yourself? Or are you more on the business end? What's kind of your role in Snow and Jones? Um. I do all the jobs nobody else wants to do, I think is my role. There you go. Yeah, no, I would definitely say I'm not a plumber. I mean, I can, I put in all the toilets in my own house and that's probably about as far as my plumbing skills would go. Um, I did start here working in our showroom. So I do know like decorative plumbing and I still work a lot with um, high-end architects and builders, uh, plumbers who are doing larger jobs and need more handholding for those bigger types of projects. But within our company, I do all the HR, I do all the marketing, work with the branches and their people, and yeah, all the small jobs that come up. And No, but that, that's great because you have a good touch on every piece of the business, which is, you know, what, part of the reason why we're having this conversation today so that, you know, we can let the listeners know exactly what Snow and Jones is, not just, yeah, we sell plumbing goods, but we also do this, that, and the other thing, which we'll get into here. Yeah. But, and we always know, tell our customers that, that that's the nice thing. We do know our business. We know our customers. We know their names and their kids' names and what they've been up to. And we always say in comparison with our competitors, like if you had a problem with a product or a job, like we can get you a Jones on a job site in 30 minutes. One of us wow. is around. One of us is able to handle that. And like our competitors can't do that. So that's exactly what I was going to say is what exactly makes you guys unique and different is the fact that you're a small family business. Is it, you know, do you have products that other people don't have? What What would you say is kind of your... People like us. I think, I mean, you can buy plumbing a lot of places and, you know, I'd like to tell you we carry a lot better brands than anybody else, but there are a lot of good brands out there and there are a lot of good people selling them, but um, people like doing business with us and we try to make doing business easy. 
Um, we train our staff to know our products, know what goes with what, know how to get that technical help that they need and be a good support avenue for them. We have a lot of employees who have been here 30, you know, 25, 30 plus years. We try to make doing business easy and people like to work with us. Great. So just out of curiosity, you know, if you were looking to, what's kind of the best avenue? If you wanted to work for Snow and Joe, do you typically look for ex-plumbers or people that are in that industry or do you can you kind of build somebody up it sounds like you guys have a knowledge base that might be able to actually take someone from scratch and, and teach them the ropes yeah almost. I almost would prefer to take somebody from scratch I think a lot of times when you get somebody who's like oh well I did this or I worked here or I know this then you're constantly fighting the but when we did it here it was Not better battle. um yeah, of so, course um for people working inside, we also have an outside sales team that's out on the road, you know, helping contractors measure, measure jobs, size of feeding jobs. Um, I think oh, wow. We look for people with a technical aptitude. Like if you have any sort of mechanical base, um, that usually is a good forefront for being able to. There's just so many bits and pieces. We manage on an active basis. Wow. Um, and there's a lot. You walk down the shelves and there's a lot of tiny pieces that all look the same. So if you don't know what they are, what you're doing, we don't use like a scan system. About 5,000 SKUs daily. We use a computer system, obviously, but we're locate, locating our own products, pulling them off, writing them up ourselves. So you really have to know what you're doing and what you're handling there. So you you basically handle your own inventory. It's not, Correct. you know, handled by the cloud or handled. I mean, it might be up in the Internet saved, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not all. It's, it's, it's done in help. Correct. Yeah, we have, a, we have nice. a purchasing team of four um, people located in our Middleborough, Middleborough office. So, I mean, I would I would assume that being a small business and having all those bits and pieces and parts might be the least favorite part of the job is managing that inventory and kind of dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. But if you had to guess or if you had to say what's kind of your least favorite part of the business, and don't worry, we'll get into the, the your most favorite part of the business after. I just like to start with the bad and end with the good. So I think it's not least favorite, but that everybody – everybody's responsible for so many things, especially in a smaller store. You're responsible for your inventory. You're responsible for your customer management. You're responsible for your paperwork. Pressure on some people to be able to encompass, you know, finding people who can do those types of jobs where you're not just doing sales or you're just doing this. Like you're really, we tell our branch managers they're essentially managing their own franchise because that's really, you know, they have that all-encompassing responsibility for that. And, you know, making sure everything stays up to date. So while that's great, you know, it is a lot of, Gotcha. So essentially, each Noah Jones, even though it's run by the same overall group, each store has its own personality. Oh, each big store time. has its own. Yeah, big time. So that that's probably a hard part managing those personalities. Quote: I'm using air quotes here. Um, what would you guys? I didn't even ask you this before. Do you guys have like a mission statement? Do you guys have something that you follow, or you know, you ever all of your employees kind of look after? What exactly? Or do you have one? No, no, we are not. I always tell people when we interview, especially for like a, like a more management position, we are a corporation who is extremely uncorporate. So um, yep. there is not a tremendous yep. corporate structure here. Um, we shoot from the hip. We shoot from our guts. But we know. I mean, I think we, and like you said before, we know our business. Like we are involved in the day-to-day of our business. We know what's happening, um, which I think makes it easier awesome. that, you know, you don't have to sit there always and analyze this and analyze that. Like we know. We don't have to we can make decisions very quickly because we're so involved. Right. Um, so no, no other than I mean, our goal is to, you know, take care of our customer and get our customers what they need. I always tell people when I'm interviewing them too, like you, you might think, Oh, I grabbed this part and handed this guy, no problem. But if that guy drives 40 minutes to his job and then he can't finish the job because we gave him the wrong part, even if that part was only a dollar, 
Now he can't finish that job. He's getting back in his truck. He's driving back here. Mrs. Smith is upset because she's not getting her water heater done because we gave the wrong part. And now she's paying him $150 an hour. Well, who's paying that? Yeah. And then that plumber is going to get home later in the day because his wife's going to yell at him and, you know, right. And the wife's the the one that pays the bills. And now she's going to not want to write that snow and Jones check. So, so being able to pay attention. Yeah. But you seem to have a, you seem to have a community or you have a group of individuals that you work with. They they understand that and know how important it is that you're basically running the plumbing of South shore is what it seems like. You know, you, you guys are the supplier of the individuals who go out there and fix the entire plumbing of Southern Mass, right? Right. And right. We want that to be efficient for everybody. I mean, nobody wants to spend extra time running around with their heads cut off if they don't have to. No, no, I, I don't think I don't think that's fun. No. <laughs> so, so that being said, what's your what's your most favorite part of the business? We do lots of fun events for our customers. We've done casino nights. We do different like food truck events, and then we did a prohibition party one year. Well, where we brought in the Howl of the Moon dance group and um, we do different golf tournaments. So we really get to spend a lot of our time with our customers in different settings, again, getting to know them, letting them get to know us and really establishing that relationship that, again, makes them want to do business with us. So we're very lucky that our customer, I always tell people when I interview them, too, like we have a really good group of customers, like they're good guys. You're going to like coming here and working with them, awesome. which makes it fun, you know, getting up every day and knowing that it's a little different, but you're getting to go in and work with good people that you actually like. It's hard to find. I'm just thinking about it because I'm also thinking about it from my perspective and how things can change in other industries as well, right? The best thing to do is to learn from people that have successful business models or, you know, are happy in what they do and things of that nature. So I always like to listen and understand and then almost contextualize it for myself sure. as well. And sometimes I get caught up. Because again, you're, you're, what's nice about what you do is you're, you're a, I mean, you literally have knowledge about every piece of the business right so it's not like you're the ceo of snow and jones and you sit there and you write the checks and that's what you do right you actually have hands on every day with yeah your clients your customers yeah and i think my and your actual employee base so my grandfather was in his 70s one day a man came in and was like oh that's so nice that you employ that old man over there and he said that to the branch manager and he was just cleaning shells and they're like no no no, he actually owns the place um, and he really yeah, right. instilled that in all of us. Even now, sometimes I'll walk by and I'll see a paper clip on the ground. I'm like, I'll pick that up. Bobby would be so mad if that was on the ground. Like, um, so I think he really, you know, instilled a good ethic in all of us. And even on the day to day, where myself and the other three cousins are kind of managing the day to day, we all communicate very well. Everyone has, I guess, what I call their lane. Like we each handle different things, but we bounce back and forth. We call each other, hey, like I saw this today. Thought you might want to know about it. Um, so we're really respectful of what we're each other ones are doing, um, but also communicate really well to grow that together. So um, that makes it nice. Yeah. And I think as a family, like we don't come to Christmas Eve and talk business. Yeah, I was just going to say that because it seems that, like, again, it's in the family, right? Oh, yeah. You've got your three cousins that you run the business with. So that could get a little tricky, right? It, you know, one family member all of a sudden gets pissed off at the other family member. And now the business, you guys seem to have it pretty up, you know, wrapped up tight. Well, yeah, we are very fortunate that we all get along and can hang out and I think respect each other's opinions. So um, we're kind of able to, you know, talk it out and then like take a deep breath and walk away. If it's not something you agree with, come back to it. And then, you know, I mean, so far, knock on wood, that hasn't spilled over to like, and now you're not coming to Christmas. So 
<laughs> let's let's try and keep it that way. Yeah, we? exactly. No, and I think it's um it's been nice kind of all coming up together and watching everyone grow into their roles and also be able to bounce back and forth. Like I think there were points where one of us was doing something and it was like, hey, I don't really like this part of the job. Like, are any of you interested in doing this part instead? Like, I would rather get into this. So, um, so the yeah, that's that's really that's yeah. Really so like great. the four of us because again, people we all change, right? Oh, yeah. we're, we're human. We change. We have different likes and things happen. And to have that kind of network of you know, even if it was one other person, but you've got three other people that you love that are in your family that you can bounce stuff off of. I mean, I think you guys are really primed. I mean, you guys are doing great with eight stores all the way throughout Southern Mass, but, you know, just to have that network of support is yeah. huge, especially and being nowadays. able to adapt. I think the four of us didn't take the three roles from my father and our two uncles and be like, all right, you're taking his role, you're taking his role, you're taking his role. I mean, we really divided their jobs up to what best fit our skill set and then grew and grew in other yeah. areas as well. For sure. So I just want to let the listeners know a little bit more about you. Sure. If that's all right. If you want to get a little personal here. So um, family, we've talked about your cousins. Um, I remember we talked earlier. You said you had a I son. Um, so so, uh, where do you, so where I do you live? Bridgewater. First of all, uh, yeah. you live in Bridgewater. So you are I am off. Kate. You, you I know. I'm sorry. It's, but having the eight stores is convenient. <laughs> I mean, in the, I can be in and the furthest one is Yarmouth. And that's a straight shot down the highway. It takes me an hour. It's not. Yeah, I, it's this area is interesting. I mean, I work in outside sales as well. I always say to people, it, it's forty-five minutes, no matter where you want to go. It doesn't really, you know. I, you know, I live in Mashpee now. If I want to get to Bourne, it's going to take me a half hour. If I want to get to Wareham, it's going to take me an hour. Like it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter where I'm going. It always, it always takes me an hour, unless I'm at the extreme, right? So if you lived in South Yarmouth, obviously it would take you an hour and a half to two hours to get up to Norwell and vice versa. But you've got to pick somewhere. Right. No matter where that is, it's going to be right. So that's like, it's kind of funny how that works. Well, it is. And the Cape is so you different like that too. I mean, I've been in, I was working in Yarmouth once where a man came from Orleans and was upset. We didn't have a specialty sink and then yelled at me that he was going to go get it more locally. Like, so I think on the Cape, people are very terrible. Cape is so different like that too. I mean, I've been in, I was working in Yarmouth once where a man came from Orleans and was upset we didn't have a specialty sink and then yelled at me that he was going to go get it more locally. Like, so I think on the Cape, people are very <laughs> territorial. When I do trainings on the Cape, the, my customers from Falmouth yeah. won't come to Yarmouth. It's a stretch to get them really? to the Hyannis. People from Falmouth do not want to leave Falmouth. So a lot of that comes into play when we're doing like training and events and certain products and what are we going to stop in different stores as well, I think. Um, Whereas if I do a golf tournament in Sandwich, I can get the guys from the Cape to come because it's golf. But the guys from any of our other right. stores will drive like two hours. They don't care. They're like, yeah, wherever on the Cape, doesn't matter. Let's go. Yeah, nobody has a problem coming to the Cape. No. Once you're on the Cape, you know, I, I, hopefully some of the listeners will, will comment in and let us know what, what that exactly is. I grew up here. I never really had that. It was like, oh, there's something to do. Let me go and do it. Right. right? That. That's kind of my mentality. I don't know if it's just a old adage thing and maybe people will grow out of it. I don't know. Um, but I have some friends that are just like that. They're like, oh, it's all there. Live in Hyannis. Oh, it's all the way in Sandwich? Right. It's half hour away. Right. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> not that big of a deal. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. Maybe we'll change that. So I, in, in regards to change, do you have any dreams? Like, you know, I know we got kind of got off topic of, of the family. We can circle back around to that. But if you had one big dream, you know, maybe it was something completely outside of Snow and Jones. Maybe it was in Snow and Jones to say, oh, we want to be global. I don't know. Do you have one? Uh, no, I mean, I like, <laughs> we like where we are. We like our locations where we are, the customers that we have. 
Um, I'd like to grow our customer base, which I think is hard um, currently just because there are so few many so few people getting into the trades. Um, yeah, which is something that we see in a lot of associations that we belong to. Uh, we're constantly trying to take interns out of the tech programs to get them working in our stores, get them familiar with the distribution end of product. Um, but, you know, they're not producing as many students either. So it's hard to grow new customers when so many guys are retiring and then there aren't new customers. Um, so we're really trying to stay. I want, I want to take a I want to take a detour on that real quick. Do you I actually interested in this kind of topic? Do you think that the trades are kind of going away? I feel like they're going to start to have to make a resurgence. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, on they're slowly starting to come back. I think it's the um, I think part of that was the stigma before, like you have to go to college, you're going to get a degree. Like, and that was completely not optional. I think for a lot of people, especially in that like current, I don't know, the age now of like 30 to 50, like your parents wanted you to go to school. Um, yeah. And then so many people came out saddled with all that debt afterwards and not being, or, and then finding out maybe that college degree didn't get them as far as they thought it would, or they turns out they had to make that decision at 18. And once they turned 28, that wasn't actually a field they even wanted to be in. Oh, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to a ton of my friends. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. But, um, you know, I mean, my, myself, I'm still at the, still dealing with the college debt. I mean, knock on wood, you know, fortunately, I'm almost done with it. But it, I don't know. I just feel like the trade, like you said, the trade's got a bad rap. Right. And I mean, you- and all of a sudden we're strapped. We're strapped for plumbers. We're strapped for electricians. We're strapped for carpenters. It's like, who's going to do the job? Like one or two guys. Right. And those guys <laughs> make good money and you can make that money starting at 18. I um, had an intern this year who wrote a paper um, her senior essay and she was why do you want to be a plumber and she was talking about why she liked the field and the work but she also wrote uh, some plumbers make really good money up to 50000 a year and I said to her I said honey I'm going to get you out of here making much more than that you relax I said we have plumbers who come <laughs> yeah, so okay. we have plumbers who come here in their Maseratis to pick things up sometimes like <laughs> You're like, you can really, yeah. And it's not, and what's nice about it too, is, you know, you can run a business as a one or two or three man crew. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of younger people don't realize is that, you know, you're fortunate in your position, Danielle, that you've got 70 employees, but sometimes it's easier to have less employees and, and just have no employees at all and run the businesses yourself. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of benefits. There's a lot of benefits to that aside from being an employee, you know, you've got tax write-offs, you've got, you know, setting your own wages. There's just so many benefits that I think people don't understand. Right. And the lifestyle um, choice too. Like you are your own boss. You make your own schedule. Like you do what you need to do. Absolutely. So let's circle back around to your family. So you live in uh, Bridgewater. Yeah, I live in Bridgewater. Um, um, I have a son in third grade. We, nice. How's that going? Um, I mean, the, this teach from home thing is just beautiful, which we could do this every day. Yeah. I just, <laughs> do no, you really? I never want to do this again. Okay. No. <laughs> I was going to say, because I'm like, that does not sound like most no. parents I've, I've talked no. to. No, and it's just, it's so much stuff. And the, and a lot of it's busy work. Like we're watching clips on YouTube for the music teacher and the gym teacher wants us to go outside and make an obstacle course. And I'm like, well, I'm still working. It's like, we're getting there. Right, but I mean, it's just, it's many, many things. No, I never want to do this again. No. <laughs> it's so crazy. I was, um, I've had, you know, I've talked to a bunch of doctors in the field and, and what they're concerned about is the fact that the, the three to four month period of time that the other doctors that are now learning, they're not going to make that time up. How are they, how are they going to make up all this missed time of, you know, 
training and schooling and all of a sudden you're going to have to worry, you're going to have to ask your doctors, like, were you, you know, were you trained during COVID? Right. Did you learn anything then or did you skip those chapters? Yeah. Like, did you learn anything? Right. You skipped all those chapters for no reason. Um, it's just, it's insane. It's intense. I mean, I'm a, I'm a new father myself. Oh, congratulations. Twins, oh, so you... I'm always, yeah. thanks. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out what it's like to be a parent, you know, working, you know, a working parent. Cause I don't have that experience right. yet. So <laughs> that's why, that's why when I, when you heard, you caught me off guard there, you're like, Oh, it's great. I'm like, Oh, no, and I mean, I'd be going crazy. And I'm lucky. I mean, we're open. So I'm going into the, my mother teaches. So she takes him and she actually teaches his grade in his school. Um, so she, yeah, oh, so great. she'll do a day, you know so she'll perfect. do two days a week with him, and then I'm home the other three. Um, so at least those two days, Maybe. I know he's paying attention to someone. Um, but you know, I'm lucky <laughs> to, that I can have that kind of flexibility, and then it's just a matter of fitting it in. So I mean, I'll get up at six in the morning and work for a couple hours, and then do his schoolwork, and then you know, park him in front of the iPad for a while, and you know, and you may not finish up until six or seven at night. But I got all my work done. It just took longer. We had to spread it out. So. Yeah, just never, never ending. No, no, it's just, I mean, I'd like to think there's a routine, but like there is no routine. Yeah, I think that's life as a parent. Routines kind of, we try to keep them as best. We kind of try to keep them as best we can, but ultimately. No, if you overcommit to it, then you're disappointed. So, yeah, exactly. So, all right, a couple of last questions I have for you here in regards to kind of, I mean, you've been in the business, running a business for quite some years. So you're, you have a lot of knowledge and experience that I want you to kind of share if you don't mind. Um, about business in general. So obviously Snow and Jones is is specific in the plumbing industry. I know you have your kitchen and bath as well, but what do you think is more important kind of first starting out in in business in general or an industry? Is it important more so to have a broad knowledge of your entire industry or to really kind of hone in on one piece of the industry um, and make that your specialty if you had to decide between one or the other? I would say a specialty um, or surround yourself with people who know that specialty. And I think that's something that we really excel in. Um, we have a couple guys who are excellent at HVAC and sizing, and that's what they know. And we have a couple guys who are amazing at hydronic heating. Um, and they can tell you the ins and out of that all day. We have the people in the showrooms who know the decorative stuff, but do I expect all those people to know everything? No, it's too much. Um, yeah, people want to work with somebody who is reliable and dependable, um, but I don't think people expect you to have all the answers. You just need to know where to go get them. So it's it's okay to tell somebody I don't know, but I know where to get that answer. That's a very good point. That's a very, I always I have a couple of associates that work underneath me. I say, guys, don't tell somebody that you know what the answer is, and then get caught with your pants yeah, absolutely. down. Absolutely. I mean, just you, you build your relationships based on trust, and it's okay to tell people you don't know. Exactly. So when you get caught lying, then exactly. now you've lost the trust and now that relationship is gone. 100%. And, and so much for getting it back. I mean, you, yes, you can get it back, but you're going to have to work 10 oh, times so much harder effort. than right. if you were just up, just up front with them to begin with and say, you know what? I have no clue. Let me find out Right, for right. You. But I know somebody who's going to know that. Like, let's take care of it. Right. Exactly. And then they're grateful that you still handle so, it. So definitely try and find the specialty that you like the most, I would say, if, if yes. I'm reading you correctly, if I'm hearing you correctly. And then also have a broad knowledge of the individuals who have different specialties elsewhere that are Correct. not Correct. I mean, there's a reason, you know, sometimes, especially when you're starting out, that you go to all those networking events and it feels exhausting and you don't know what you're getting out of it. Um, but it's not even just referral base. It's really finding people you know who know things who can help your business. Awesome. 
So I know you said you talked about doing a lot of clients, um, client events and client out, customer outings, excuse me, I call them clients, yeah, but yeah, I usually same thing. Yeah. customer. Um, same, same difference, right? But um, as far as outside of that, like more in the community, more philanthropically, do you have any sort of causes that Snow and Jones is particular to, um, or do you just kind of donate when you can and help out whatever cause you feel is fits within your role? Uh, we've kind of developed that over the years. So um, we started, I guess about 15 years ago, we worked with Homes for Our Troops when that became a newer organization, when they were building uh, home, handicapped accessible homes for injured soldiers. Um, oh, what's, what's that? I don't, I don't know much about that. Is that something that's local or is so that like a at national So at that point thing? it was local. It started in Taunton and they were building in the Middleborough area. Um, and that became so successful, it became a national organization very quickly. Um, so at that point, oh, nice. we kind of wanted to refocus and to look a little bit more what we could do locally. Um, so every year since then, we have done what started off as a canned food drive. Um, and we did that to benefit the Harwich Family Pantry. Um, after a while, gotcha. we learned that uh, pantries prefer cash donations other than the materials themselves because they have better purchasing power. Um, and at that point, we had been asked to get involved with the Dream Day Camp in Brewster in Nickerson State Park. Wow. That Dream Day Camp is a camp for sick children who might have terminal illnesses and things like that in their families. They get scholarships to go out there for a week with their families. Great organization oh, wow, run by nice. local people who are all phenomenal. That um, they had all these cabins out there and only one community bathroom. Uh, so in the middle of the night, people were like wheeling their sick kids up to the community bathroom. Yeah. Oh, so geez. at that point, um, they were looking to add six bathrooms to six of the cabins to be able to have that access for the, you know, the more needy families. So we worked with a bunch of local plumbers on that, uh, the local tech school. We got all the donations sourced and helped them get those bathrooms up and running. Great. And then after. Uh, so you really, you really try to make a, you really try to make a focus on, or more helping locally. Uh, not that you won't help nationally, but it's just a matter of you want, you want it to fit kind of within the role of, does it help the people in our community? Cause that's what we're. Absolutely. Working. And I think since what, since we wrapped up that dream day thing, we've been working the past couple of years with the uh, Cape Cod military family foundation. Yep. I'm familiar yep with so them. we run a sweatshirt drive for them every year. We do sweatshirts every winter anyways, and we used to just hand them out. Now we charge our customers ten dollars yep. for them, um, and we don't. And then we match the donation. Got it. So, it's, so it's a cost for a sweatshirt that goes straight towards donation. Yeah, right? I mean, obviously the sweatshirts cost us more than the ten dollars, but um, right. Oh, the yeah, customers were, right? Isn't that crazy? I'm sorry, that's a complete tangent. I used to I used to work at a gym, and it, you know, one of the promotional products was a, a sweatshirt. That's ridiculous how expensive they oh, are. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Especially if the contractors want like, the heavy ones with the like, hoods and like the stretchy sides and yeah, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I didn't mean no, sorry, I didn't mean to guess. I, that topic, I, just, I know exactly you know. how much they are. Yeah. But again, there's obviously that's its own business and it's got its own. You know, there's qualities and benefits to that. So I don't want to downplay their right, business right. model at all. No, Sometimes you just sometimes you just get sticker shot. Oh, yeah, and we like, actually we've worked cow. with a great guy out of Yarmouth yeah. for our sweatshirts for years. So. You know, they're really helpful oh, nice. in that, too. So when the customers pay the $10 for the sweatshirts, we take whatever full donation that is, and then we match it ourselves and donate that to the military foundation there. Um, and they do all sorts of great events. They do backpacks for children every year. They do a Christmas event, uh, St. Patrick's Day event. So they run – I mean, they're offering tremendous support. And there's a between the Air Force Base and the stations out in the vineyard in Nantucket, 
I mean, they're really working with a lot of local families who need that support because you'd be surprised at how low the allowances are for the military families in this area. Yeah, I, I, I don't I actually wouldn't say I don't doubt it. I just I'm completely unaware. I have no idea. Yeah, no, they so. get really especially just... like the ones out on the islands. I mean, they get such low stipends and you go out there and a jar of peanut butter is eight bucks. I mean, that's not. Yeah, so. that's true. It's not it's not commiserate with what the Correct. rates are around here. So although gas is very cheap right yeah, now, I, I will say. So it's so cheap. I mean, yeah, now's the time to stock up. Oh, yeah, right. Filled my tank for 20 bucks the other day. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, not too uh, no, disappointed with that. Be? But yeah, but you know, it's not like you can stockpile it in your basement. It's probably not. Do you a watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have not seen it, but I, I, it's on my list of things yeah. that need to be watched. Is there, they have an episode called that? The Gang Solves the Gaps Crisis. You should start there. Okay. I have to yeah. think about that for sure. All right. So let's recap it here for everybody. Um, so we've got Danielle here from Snow and Jones. You guys said you had eight locations. I'm going to be a little biased. Which were the ones that are on the Cape? Just because it's the small business podcast for Cape Cod. You can also tell us about your other stores, but I just want to make sure that the listeners know where all your sure, stores are. In so you said that there's... We're in South Yarmouth. I know people in Yarmouth are particular about the different locations. We are in South Yarmouth. Okay. Uh, South we are in Sandwich South. and we are in Falmouth. Um, and then we have a location okay. in Plymouth, uh, which I wouldn't technically call the Cape, but it's close enough for some people to think so. I don't know. It depends. For most people, it's exit four, exit three, exit four. So if it's past exit four, We're maybe exit not. five, so <laughs> a little further, but like, yeah, you, can, you, you want to go, the, right, we got the BJ's the there. I mean, there's some other, you know, there's a Coles there, a couple other things worth driving to, so. Gotcha. And then a little bit further up, you've got Brockton, Norwell, Middleborough, and, and Stoughton. So you guys are really catching it all, like I said. So sweet deal. You kind of run the gig over there. It seems like, you know, big, good family run business. You and three of your cousins, awesome business. Like I said, I was in there a couple of times whenever I had problems with my house and over in Sandwich. And, you know, the people, like you said, it's, each store has its own personality, which is, I would completely agree with. But that, that excuse me, that personality isn't one that's you know it's not a negative personality no but we're so lucky to have good people one. i mean but we have good people all around and that make again that makes people want to do business with us yeah i mean we're local right so we we aren't necessarily again yes we're buying a product right but we're really buying a relationship as you were talking about earlier with the people that yeah, are in our community you know if i if i didn't like my friend for whatever reason i wouldn't go talk to him but you know if you've got friendly people chances are that we're going to work with you as, as just general human beings. That's right. just how we work. If you're a nice person, we want to do business with you. If you're an a-hole, we don't. <laughs> so, so that's exactly, you know, I think that's a good place to kind of end right there. Unless anything else you want to add, anything you want the listeners to know about, specifically about Snow and Jones or just in general? No, I mean, Florida I think we covered yours. a lot. I would, um, if you have time to check out our social media, we've been putting a lot into our Instagram page recently with all the COVID things going on. We know people are bored at home. Uh, so trying to give different content, different tips and advice. So uh, make sure you check us. So what's the, what's the... At, at Snow at and Jones. At yeah, Snow and Jones and, gotcha. Perfect. So definitely check out that site. Um, I've seen you guys on Facebook yeah. as well. Just snow, the word snow, the word and, and the word Jones. So, all right, Danielle, I appreciate it. And um, that's it. Have a great day. And guys, we'll catch Perfect. you on the next Thank podcast.
All right, everyone. So that's it. Danielle from Snow and Jones. I appreciate her coming on the podcast. Again, I hope everyone's been safe in these COVID times. If there's anything that we can do as a community to help each other out, please let us know. If Again, if you yourself are a business or you know somebody that would like to be on this podcast, I would appreciate you letting them know about it, whether you share this podcast with them, tell them to send an email to the sbpocc at gmail.com. That's a great way to get in touch with me. And, um, you know, if you did find some value in it, share this podcast with one of your friends, somebody in your family, build the movement. Let's get all these small businesses onto this podcast so that we have a good community of people to work with. We can make connections. We can help the Cape grow and have a whole bunch of fun doing it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Again, Danielle from Snow and Jones. You can find her on Instagram at at Snow and Jones. Find her on Facebook, Snow and Jones, and uh, snowandjones.com as well is a great place for you to check her out. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll talk to you on the next podcast. I appreciate you.